Today, Rinpoche showed us how patience is one of the main things that connects us to liberation. It's one of the benefits. If we're able to be patient with our suffering, then we will be able to endure the hardships necessary to become a Buddha. Gary? That's good. Where are we leave off? Four seven. That's good. One seventy two. Yeah, we're gonna do two, right? Number two, we're gonna start. Okay. Four fifteen. The Jipja. That's good. The Rajipja. Ju. Drew Junga. Four fifteen. Four sixteen. Nidagi. Jipja. Judru. Is that Judru? Jipja Judru. Nipa. Dugel Dang. Du Lambi. Zupa Jepa Lassum. Need some like. What is that Judru? Okay, so everybody is following along. Uh, in the English, we're on page 172, uh, and we're going to begin with number two, developing the patience of accepting suffering. Uh, so that's where we're going to begin today with those three categories. And in Tibetan, port page 416. That's um, so we begin uh, with number two. Um, it says developing the patience of accepting suffering. Um, so when we look at pathways or we look at practice, um, there really are two distinct pathways if we really want to break it down. Those pathways which lead to the higher realms and happiness and those pathways which lead to the lower realms and suffering. Uh, so when we look at how um, our behavior affects our experience, we can see that at a gross level, um, the way that the um, six realms of cyclic existence are produced are in dependence upon varying degrees of virtue and non-virtue. So when we uh, look at the Buddhist system, we say that there are six realms of cyclic existence. There are three lower realms, three higher realms. Lower realms, hell, hungry, ghost, and animal. Higher realms, human, demigod, and god realms. So these realms are caused in dependence upon virtue or non-virtue. The higher realms being caused by virtue, the lower realms being caused by non-virtue. The virtue and non-virtue have degrees um, of execution. So uh, the great, it is said that the greatest degree of non-virtue gives rise to a hell realm rebirth. A medium degree of non-virtue gives rise to a hungry ghost realm. And a small degree of non-virtue gives rise to an animal realm. Then when we look at the opposite of non-virtue, virtue, we see that those experiences are created in the same way. So the greatest degree of virtue giving rise to a 
God's realm experience, a medium degree of virtue giving rise to demigod, and a small degree of virtue uh, giving rise uh, um, to a human realm. Um, so this is how, when we say pathways to higher realms, pathways to lower realms, we're really speaking of those virtuous actions and those non-virtuous actions and their degrees and how they relate to um, those experiences or those results, if you will. Less so. so. But we say that whether a being is in the higher realm or the lower realm, we say that that being has um, Buddha. Um, so that's the literal way to say it. Um, so why do we say this being has Buddha? We say because the, all these beings have Buddha potential. Um, so just as a translator's note, when we say has Buddha, I'm not inferring, I'm not saying, in the English it can be confusing, uh, we're not saying that everyone has a Buddha in them that just has to come out. We're saying that that potential abides in every being, whether the higher realm or the lower realm, this Buddha nature, this Buddha potential. So, um, so um, why do we say that, that this Buddha potential um, exists? Um, if we were to say, posit that Buddha potential, or show me this Buddha potential, we would say uh, the mental consciousness, A, and B, the mental consciousness's lack of true establishment. So the lack of true establishment of the mental consciousness and the mental consciousness itself are the Buddha, Buddha potential. So that's what we're, uh, we're referring to. So there's two kinds of Buddha potential. There's the, um, uh, the I forget how the exact name for it, but one is the, the um, one of the Buddha potential is the mental consciousness itself. So one is the natural <coughs> lineage, and that's the lack of true establishment of the mental consciousness. Ginger, I just can't remember what the, the other one, I would, can remember in a minute, but uh, the other one is the um, actual mental consciousness itself, um, this... Um, uh, that is the Buddha potential. So, one is the Buddha. One Buddha potential is the mental consciousness itself, and the other is the the natural um, Buddha potential, which is the emptiness of or the lack of true establishment of that mental consciousness. So, in dependence upon the um, um, potential that is the mental consciousness, the enjoyment body and the emanation body are produced. Okay. And then we say that the um, natural <coughs> Buddha potential is what gives rise to the Dharmakaya, the truth body. 
Um, so it is the Buddha potential that is the mental consciousness that gives rise to um, the emanation body uh, and the enjoyment body, and it is the um, natural Buddha potential, which is the lack of true establishment of the mental consciousness that gives rise to uh, the, tr excuse me, the truth body. So we have um, now we will move on to page 172 uh, and uh, 172, uh, number two. It says developing the patience of accepting suffering. Uh, there are three categories here. Um, one, the reason you must definitely accept suffering. Two, the way to develop acceptance. And three, a deep, detailed explanation from the viewpoint of the basis. Um, so these are the um, three categories. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's go. Okay, um, so it's very important and very beneficial for us to practice patience. So we have led up to this section, which is the second kind of patience, uh, developing the patience of accepting suffering. Um, so here we find um, the, a quote um, from the Madhyamika Avatara uh, that shows um, how important uh, the development of, of patience is. So it says, Patience makes you beautiful and dear to holy beings. Through patience you are skilled in knowing right from wrong. In the afterlives you will be born as human or divine, and negativity uh, will have no hold on you. Um, so, Patience uh, is a cause for beauty. Um, so it's said that um, patience is the it, um, cause of one, if someone is beautiful, it is said that the cause of that is patience. And it says, and dear to holy ones. So the holy ones, the Buddhas and the like, um, uh, enjoy or really 
um, like the fact uh, that you are um, engaging in this important practice of patience. So it says, and dear to the Holy Ones. So by you practicing this, it makes you dear to the Holy Ones. Through patience you are skilled in knowing right from wrong, um, what is virtuous and what is non-virtuous, being able to be mindful um, and patient. And after lives you'll be born as human or divine, and negativity will have no hold on you. Okay. Uh, so we say that um, this uh, um, uh, patience is a, a real beautifier, is a real ornament. Um, so if we look at worldly ornaments such as jewelry and so forth, we can see that uh, not all um, normal ornaments beautify the person that it goes on. So if we look at a small child, a baby, and we were to cover it with jewelry, it wouldn't make it more beautiful, or a very old person uh, would, would look silly if we were covered with all of this jewelry. But the natural um, ornament of patience makes everyone beautiful. If, if it is a small child, if someone is, one is a small child, or um, <coughs> um, older, or um, even elderly, uh, patience makes them more beautiful, whereas worldly um, ornaments do not. Um, so we see uh, in this case, um, <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Digson. Oh, yeah. <coughs> ตาจบละอ่าตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้
Okay, so within the so now we've arrived at number two. Uh, so there are three types of patience: developing the patience of disregarding harm done to you, developing the patience of accepting suffering, and developing the patience of certitude about the teachings. So now we've uh, we're at number two, uh, which is developing the patience of accepting <coughs> suffering. Uh, there are three parts. Uh, the reason you must definitely accept suffering, the way to develop acceptance, a detailed explanation uh, from the viewpoint of the basis. Uh, the reason you must definitely accept suffering. So we have, find a quote again from Shanti Devas, engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds or guide to Bodhisattva's way of life. The causes of happiness sometimes occur, whereas the causes of suffering occur frequently. Um, so we will definitely have to endure suffering um, because we have created very few causes for our happiness. We have created many, many causes for our future suffering. Um, so because of the causes of suffering are so immense, we will have to endure it. Um, so this is the first category. The reason you must definitely accept suffering is because it will occur. Um, it, there's no way out of it. So then we find... Um, points made in Shantideva's other text, uh, the Compendium of Trainings. It says, as you continually experience whatever suffering is appropriate to you, you absolutely must know how to bring it into the path. Otherwise, as the Compendium of Trainings says, you either generate hostility or you become discouraged about cultivating the path either circumstances interfering with applying yourself to virtue. Um, so if we do not develop or cultivate patience, then this suffering will serve as a distraction and, and actually then create anger, which will then allow, not allow you to cultivate the path and will make you, in turn, cultivate the path to suffering. Dene? So when we look at what kinds of suffering we could endure, uh, there is the suffering of suffering, uh, the suffering of change, and the pervasive compounded suffering. So these are just three, Rimache listed three varieties of suffering we could endure um, and will have to endure. Gisha Chen 
Moreover, some sufferings will be caused by others, and some will be produced by your former karma, former karma, whether or not you strive at the path. Some, as will be explained below, occur when you engage in virtuous activity, but do not occur when you are not engaged. For the time being, you cannot dispel the sufferings definitely produced by the power of former karma and immediate conditions. You must accept them when they arise. Uh, so there are many causes and conditions which can make for the experience uh, to have, um, that can, I don't want, um, there are many causes and conditions uh, w within your life that can um, spur uh, one of the seeds to ignite, if you will. I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this, um, which will then create an experience. So we have various karmas, um, and we have a lot of non-virtuous karmas, and whenever there is a condition that's appropriate, then that can ignite and um, cause that 
karma that's always has the potential to create experience to create an experience. Um, so there just has to be some kind of link or relation. So Rinpoche said that you could be eating and drinking and there could be some connectivity that takes place conditional-wise and a karma will arise and then experience occurs of suffering or of happiness. Um, so um, because there are so many varieties of conditions which will link to these non-virtuous um, seeds, uh, just parentheses, um, in terms of um, relationship that can make the, their uh, um, ability turn into an experience. Um, so these seeds have this ability to turn into an experience and we have so many conditions in our lives and when there's a condition that links with a specific seed in some way or another, then that seed has the potential to produce an experience. So we could be eating, Rinpoche said, we could be drinking, we could be doing anything in our life, creating virtue, and suddenly we're connected in some way or engaging in uh, an action that creates a condition for this arisal to occur. Um, so because this can happen, um, I don't want to say haphazardly, but it can happen at any time, this is why it says, for the time being, you cannot dispel the sufferings definitely produced by the power of your former karma because there's so much of it. Um, um, so it's going to occur when you're engaging in virtue. It says even sometimes when you don't engage in virtue, it doesn't occur, but when you engage in virtue, it does occur. So we can't say that there's a definite way to act a certain way to not have to suffer. Suffering will occur, so we have to develop this patience, um, and it'll, then it goes on to say why we need to do this. Um, so the causes and conditions are present, and then an experience occurs. Um, and what those links are, um, just as a translator's note, are very, very subtle. And, and this karma is more, Buddha said, difficult to understand than emptiness. It takes an omniscient mind to understand what condition, why the taste of a Coca-Cola connected to when you killed someone in a previous life. That's what we're talking about, the subtlety here. This is all translator's note. That's the kind of subtlety we're talking about here, what Rinpoche is talking about, some connectivity and that creates this occurrence. Um, so it's going to occur. Now, you must accept them when they arise because, one, you do not do this in addition to the basic suffering you have, the suffering of worry that is produced by your own thought, and then suffering becomes very difficult for you to bear. So it makes it even stronger um, by not accepting it. Um, it, it compounds it and, and makes, because your mind starts to really um, um, think about it, not accept it, it compounds it. If you accept the suffering, you let the basic suffering be and do not stop it, but you never have the worry, suffering of worry that creates a discontentment when you focus on the basic suffering. And since you, since you are using a method to bring even basic suffering into path, you greatly lessen your suffering so you can bear, bear it. Therefore, it's very crucial that you generate the patience that accepts suffering. Um, So, in number two, if you just accept the suffering, it doesn't stop the suffering itself, but the mental wandering, the mental suffering connected to the suffering 
is stopped. So there's a layer of suffering that's actually extinguished by accepting it and by having this patience. If you accept the suffering, you let the basic suffering be and do not stop it. So the suffering still goes on, but you never have the suffering of worry that creates discontentment when you focus on that basic suffering. So the suffering isn't compounded by worry and discontentment. And then you're using actually a technique to transform it into a path so you realize that this is going to cause future happiness. So it gives you encouragement, basically, because of your studies supporting what you're doing. That's more on a true muscle. I told Rim Rimache that I gave some notes. He doesn't mind when I do this, by the way. I'm not like freestyling over here. He's always said that it's okay for me to do this if it if it seems like it would add understanding, as long as it doesn't change meaning. And I'm very try aware not to change meaning. Dig some Rimache. So now we've completed the first category, the reason you must accept uh, suffer, definitely accept suffering. And now we move on to the next category, which is the method, the way to develop this acceptance, how to do it, the method for developing this. Dixon. <laughs> The <laughs> Nemijan Zurchona Dagger 
Okay, um, so now we move on to B, the way to develop the acceptance or the method for, for developing acceptance. There's two categories, rejecting the idea that when suffering occurs it is absolutely unpleasant, and two, showing that it is appropriate to accept suffering. Uh, so there'll be these two categories. First category, rejecting the idea when suffering occurs it is absolutely unpleasant. Um, so we transform the mind here um, from thinking of suffering as being unpleasant to transforming it into another way of thinking. If you can remedy a situation wherein suffering occurs, you do not need to feel that it is unpleasant. If you cannot remedy it, it is not helpful to find it unpleasant. So there is no need for or effectiveness to your displeasure. There is even a slight disadvantage. If you are very impatient, a slight suffering is extremely difficult to bear. Whereas if you minimize your impatience, you can endure great suffering. So here, it's stating that if there is a remedy for a certain situation, then why worry? Why, why let it disturb your mind? Because there is a remedy. If there is no remedy for a situation, by letting it disturb your mind, you're creating more suffering than the situation that there's no remedy for. Because you're creating something that isn't necessary. There is a suffering that's necessary if there's no way to cure it, if there's no antidote. Um, but 
So there's a suffering that you must endure there if there's no antidote. But if you let it affect you, then you're creating a new suffering on top of that suffering. Um, so it's saying that uh, if you cannot remedy it, it is not helpful to find it unpleasant. So there is no need for or effectiveness to your displeasure. There is even a disadvantage. So what is the disadvantage? If you become impatient, then just the slightest amount of suffering becomes unbearable because it's just um, it seems like something that just... Uh, non, you in no way stop about thinking, thinking about. Um, so this very slight thing can be um, disproportionate to its reality. Whereas if you have this patience, you can endure a great amount of suffering um, and not have this effect that this, even a slight amount of suffering uh, would cause you to have. Um, so then we find the quote from Shanti Deva's uh, Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, Engaging in the Bodhisattva Deeds, that supports this. Um, uh, is there, if there is a remedy, why be displeased? If there is no remedy, what is the use of de- being displeased? Um, so, and also, I shall not be impatient with heat, cold, wind, rain, illness, bondage, beatings, and so on. If I am, the harm increases. Um, so, uh, if uh, I need to have patience with the suffering of heat, because heat will be hot. Suffering of the patience of cold, because cold will be cold, and the suffering. Uh, have patience with the suffering of wind, rain, illness, bondage, beatings, and so on, because they are what they are in terms of their name. They're, the heat is hot, cold is cold. So, the suffering that is connected to it, um, if I'm impatient with it, I create, as it says in in Lama Sunkapa's point, another layer of suffering besides the one that's occurring no matter what. Um, so Shanti Deva, this is where Lama Sunkapa gets the information from, so he's showing the source, um, the source material for this point. Uh, <laughs> Dunga Okay, so now we move on to um, number two um, among under the major heading of the way to develop acceptance. So we've completed rejecting the idea that when suffering occurs it is absolutely unpleasant. And now we move on to showing that it is appropriate to accept suffering. So this has two parts. I'm sorry, this has three parts. Reflecting on the good qualities of suffering reflecting on the advantages of bearing suffering's hardships and how it is not difficult to bear suffering if you gradually grow accustomed to it, starting with small. Um, So then uh, we begin with number one, which is A here, but number one, uh, reflecting on the good qualities of suffering. Um, So then um, we're going to get into five different parts. Yeah, five parts. 
Jele mini dunga to tendo tele sinje logo sinje. Ranki to tendo se mlade amamina jeje tendo kalaches. Ranti dunga to tendo yabe sanlo to mlade ameba ina ne jele mini sinje kane uri umares. Ute shoju marbe. Ya. Okay. Um, so reflecting on good qualities of suffering. Suffering has five good qualities. Uh, we read all this, right? I read uh, the three, three categories. Yes. Suffering has five uh, good qualities. First, the good quality of spurring you on to liberation. So pushing you towards, making you um, head towards liberation. This is because if you had no suffering, you would not develop the determination to be free of it. So if you did not have suffering, then you wouldn't develop renunciation. A desire to definitely emerge uh, wouldn't be there. So the suffering itself creates this inspiration for the renunciation. Uh, number two, the good quality of dispelling arrogance. Um, so it is said that suffering is an antidote uh, to pride and arrogance. Um, so when you're feeling superior, uh, when you have suffering, you realize that this is um, incorrect. Um, your um, inflated opinion is incorrect when you have a really uh, large amounts of suffering. Um, it says, um, this is because when suffering strikes you, it reduces your sense of superiority. Um, so it serves as an antidote or an opponent to this um, idea of grandeur. This, um, I, so anyway, the good quality of causing you to shun non-virtue or sin, misdeeds. Um, this is because um, when you, it's strange they're using this word sin. Uh, there's a lot of different translators, um, so they sometimes use misdeeds, sometimes they use sin. But just realize that that word here is just the word for doing something wrong, a misdeed. It doesn't connect to sinner or sin when we would have it in the normal context. Similar, um, because it means doing something wrong, but it's not the same exact thing. Um, so we just have to separate it from what we would normally think of sin. That's why they, most translators use misdeeds or wrongdoings. Those two are, I think, better. Misdeeds or wrongdoings. This is because when you experience very painful feelings, they arise from non-virtue. So if you do not want these effects, you must avoid their causes. So all of the various types of suffering that we um, have to experience are caused by non-virtue. Um, so um, by understanding this makes us not want to engage in more of it because we have the suffering, we know what causes it, and it dissuades us from creating more because we know what it does. Um, the good quality of causing you to like cultivating virtue. This is because when you are tormented with suffering, you desire happiness. And once you want it, you must cultivate, you must cultivate the virtue that causes it. Um, so this, again, encourages you and makes you like to cultivate virtue because all sentient beings have this common idea um, of wanting to have happiness. Um, so this common idea um, that pervades all sentient beings um, makes it so that when one thinks about it, a sentient being thinks about it, um, here that um, this happiness that everyone desires is caused by virtue. Then it inspires the practitioner to engage in virtue, to create the experience that he or she desires. Um, so 
the good quality of causing you to like cultivating virtue. This is because when you are tormented with suffering, you desire happiness, and once you want it, you must cultivate the virtue that causes it. So you're having suffering happen, and you realize that you want happiness, and happiness is, and the suffering that you're having happen is caused by a misdeed previously, and the happiness that you want is caused by virtue that um, uh, you engage in or previously engaged in. So this encourages you to expel non-virtue and engage in virtue. The good quality of producing compassion for those who wander in cyclic existence. This is because after you have assessed your own situation, you think others be, other beings suffer like this. From these five and what they indicate, recognize their other good qualities on your own and then repeatedly train your mind to think. This suffering is a condition that I want. Uh, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, since without suffering there is no determination to be free, you mind stay fixed. Um, so here it's stating that um, this renunciation, which is the determination to be free, that's what it's referring to, desire to definitely get out, um, is caused by thinking about suffering and wanting to be free from it. So it's saying, mind, stay fixed on this determination to be free, recognizing suffering and its causes, basically. Furthermore, the good qualities of suffering are that you dispel ignorance, arrogance with disenchantment, develop compassion for the beings of cyclic existence, carefully avoid sin or misdeeds, and delight in virtue. So more so from the uh, Shantideva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, um, supporting material for Lama Tsongkhapa's points that he made. Um, so when we think about our own suffering, uh, we develop a desire to definitely emerge. We develop a renunciation. When we turn that towards other sentient beings and we think of their suffering and wanting them to be free from their suffering, then this is what great compassion is referring to. So renunciation is when we think of our own suffering and want to get out. And compassion is when we think of others suffering and want to get them out of it. Um, so, and it says um, in Shanti Deva's um, uh, uh, guide to the Bodhisattva's way of, of life, um, how um, how could I um, think of other um, persons, people's uh, suffering, or freeing others from their suffering, uh, if I haven't even dreamt of my own? Or how could I even dream of freeing others from their, their suffering if I haven't even thought of my own? Um, so the point to this is, is that we must first um, understand what suffering is and develop a desire to uh, emerge for, oursel for ourselves um, and then turn it towards others. But what Shanti Deva is saying is that we must first um, understand what it is from our side before we can understand what others would feel like and want to liberate them. Um, I think that's it. Sampa Kanga. Diksang Rinpoche. Tanyiba Tribasi, Tanyiba, Nyiba, 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 Tabalasubi, <coughs> Member, the 
Okay, decent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now uh, we begin with a new, another new section, um, B, reflecting on the advantages of bearing suffering's hardship, two categories, reflecting on the um, crucial benefits such as liberation, etc., Two, reflecting on the benefit of dispelling immeasurable suffering. So we begin with one, reflecting on the crucial benefits such as liberation, etc. Repeatedly make your mind steadfast, thinking, I know that in the past, while passing through cyclic existence, I suffered for the sake of trifling desires and minor needs, yet I disregarded the many sufferings, undergoing a great deal of purposeless suffering that will in turn cause immeasurable suffering for me in my future lives. Given this, now that I know that I am engaged in virtue that will accomplish immeasurable benefits and happiness for myself and others, it is appropriate that I accept suffering a trillion times more than before. Of course I will accept suffering smaller than that. Um, so here it's saying that for the sake of trifling um, desire uh, and attachments, um, and minor needs, we've undergone suffering in the past and been okay with it. We've said we'll undergo this suffering because of these desires we have, these needs that we have. Um, so we have undergone uh, a great deal of suffering without purpose, for no reason. Now, if we in turn think about the lasting happiness that we are trying to achieve, then and we compare it to the happiness we were seeking and being willing to suffer for that isn't lasting, we can see that we should be able to deal with a lot more suffering 
than we would be able to deal with for some trifling desires. So needless to say, something small we should be able to deal with. So that's what Lama Tsongkhapa is saying. We should, um, because we've been willing to go through all these various sufferings for silly desires, then we should be able to go through a lot more suffering for something that's substantial and lasting. But So needless to say, if we should be able to do something that's even a lot more, we should really be able to handle. It says, um, so of course I will accept suffering smaller than that. Um, so we should be able to handle that if we compare it to what we were willing to go through before. Um, so, um, except engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, and it also, um, given this, now that I know I am engaged in virtue that will accomplish immeasurable benefits and happiness for myself and others. Um, so how we develop the happiness for ourselves is by developing a desire to emerge, by getting renunciation. So we desire to emerge from this su suffering. But once we recognize our own suffering, then we turn it to others and recognize their suffering as well. So that renunciation then is transformed into compassion, a compassion that wishes to free those other beings from their suffering like one wishes to be free from his or her own suffering. Um, so this is how one goes from renunciation, an attitude of, of self-concern, to compassion, which is an attitude of other concern. So here it says, we gain happiness for ourselves and others. Um, uh, so if, if um, I think that's it, um, our own compassion, make my own renunciation. Okay, and then where does this material come from? Again, we find it in uh, Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life or Engaging in the Bodhisattva Deeds. For the sake of my desires, I have experienced being burned, etc., thousands of times in the hells, but have not achieved either my own welfare or the welfare of others. This is not as harmful as that, and it achieves great purpose. So it is correct here t only to delight in the suffering that clears away all beings hurt. Um, so again, it's saying if in the past for trifling things I was willing to suffer, uh, suffer, why wouldn't I be willing to do so if I could cure all beings hurt? Um, so that's the point that's being made. Um, this is not as harmful as that, and it achieves great purpose. So it is correct here only to delight in suffering that clears away all beings hurt. Thus, after you reflect on how you have previously created only hardship that did not accomplish any of your own or other's aims, uplift your mind thinking, why am I not now bearing a suffering that achieves great purpose? Uh, although I am suffering, how excellent that I have found something like this to do. Um, so uh, here this is um, transforming negative circumstances into a practice uh, that actually... Um, out of these negative circumstances comes ultimate happiness. Um, okay. Xiong. Xiong. Uh, Somewhere, <laughs> I think. What is Xiong? Xiong is busy. 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 Xiong so, Jesus, 
Moreover, develop a fearless attitude towards hardship, thinking how you were misled by bad teachers to ignoble, purposeless paths, whereon you endured aesthetic practices such as leaping on a trident and sitting close to five fires and the like, and think of how for the sake of inferior mundane purposes you made yourself bear many sufferings in farming business and war. Um, so here it's saying that in the past, past lives and so forth, you've been willing to un- endure needless sufferings for the sake of spiritual means. So what this means here is um, in uh, ancient Indian practices and practices today, um, we'll get to the point in a minute, um, you'll find various activities that state that if you do them, you'll be liberated. In ancient India, you find in the tenet systems, in the, 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 the texts, where they describe some of the non-Buddhist schools. One such school believed that if you made yourself suffer, the more you made yourself suffer, the more closer you would come to liberation. So they would build fires around themselves and sit under the sun. So the five fires, they would build a... For all the directions, they would make a fire, and then I think under them or above them, or the sun, I think, was the fifth fire. So they would basically sit and cook and endure this suffering, and they believed that this would somehow lead them to liberation um, by being hot and by um, enduring this hardship. Another ancient school said if you jumped on a trident just right, a three-pronged trident, and it went through your body in a special way, that that would liberate you. So there were beings that would do this. And this all sounds silly until you think about the next point. Rinpoche said, groups of people taking poison because they think that they could be liberated. 
We've seen that in our own society where cults have said that, that the Heaven's Gate, other cults have said that if you take this poison, you will be liberated. Um, so we, we don't have to go to ancient, te- that's what we here we're talking about, to ancient Indian texts to find charlatans, bad teachers that teach pathways to non-liberation, but they state that they lead to liberation. So we've been willing in the past uh, to, it says, purposeless paths, so purposeless paths, meaning pathways that do not lead to liberation. So these things that we have done in the past and suffered because we thought that they would help us somehow. They thought they would lead us to liberation. These activities, practices, exercises that we've engaged in um, because we thought they would lead to some kind of liberation. Or practices we engage in because they thought they would lead to some kind of happiness and we were willing to suffer for the sake of work or the sake of, it says, bearing sufferings in farming, business, and even going to war, being willing to go into a war and bear that kind of suffering because of some thought of, of good result. So if we look at the willingness that we have had in this life and previous lives to endure suffering, And then we compare that to why we would endure suffering in this context. It seems obvious that we should engage in the patience which is willing to endure suffering um, based on the logic behind it. So this is reflecting on the crucial benefits such as liberation, etc. So by engaging in this patience, by having this patience that willing to endure these hardships, then we're actually transforming these circumstances into a pathway which leads to liberation. So if we say, uh, what are some of the benefits of being patient or uh, having patience for hardship? We say liberation, freedom from all suffering forever. I mean, that's the biggest benefit there could be. Um, So that's why this is one point that's made. There are many other benefits, but the ultimate benefit would be liberation. Um, So it's showing that connectivity, um, and it's showing how we've been willing to endure suffering from bad teachers or for um, just worldly, mundane reasons. Uh, We should be willing to endure um, suffering um, for this. Tramundade, Shikoa Tametan, Cheberto, Nuala Zubi, Nandu Dunga, Nandu Nubane, Shinto Lezo, Nyanto Tetan Yunji, Dunganiji, Cheberna, Cheberna, Lebasana, Lebasana, Kajila Menjibi, Hindu Jede, Seja Meshi La Jede, Get
pretty much did. This is because if you had no suffering, you would not develop the determination to be free. The good quality of dispelling arrogance. This is because when your suffering strikes you, it reduces your sense of superiority. The good quality of causing you to shun sin. This is because when you experience very painful feelings, they arise from non-virtue. So if you do not want these effects, you must avoid their causes. The good quality of causing you uh, to like cultivating virtue. This is because when you're tormented by suffering, you desire happiness. Virtue is what causes happiness. The good quality of producing compassion for those who wander in cyclic existence. This is because after you've assessed your own situation, you then want to help others. So you develop compassion for others. So these are the five categories in number one. Number two has two categories, reflecting on the crucial benefits such as liberation, etc., and reflecting on the de benefit of dispelling a measurable suffering. We finish the first category reflecting on the crucial benefits such as liberation and now we move on to number two reflecting on the benefit of dispelling uh, uh, immeasurable suffering. Reflect well on the difference between short-term and long-term suffering, thinking. A man who is to be executed is overjoyed when he is freed from execution by merely his finger cut off. So if someone is going to be killed and then the executioner says, instead of killing you today, we're going to cut off your finger. We're going to cut just one of your fingers off and then you can go home. You would be overjoyed if you only, if the zugu, if you only lost a finger, um, and then you could go home. How excellent it would be if similarly, by means of this slight suffering of human hardship, I could permanently dispel the suffering of limitless cyclic existence in general, and in particular the sufferings of miserable realms such as hell, etc. If you do this well, you produce fearless courage with respect to hardship. And then we have a quote from Shanti Devas engaging in the Bodhisattva's deeds. How is it unfortunate if a man who is to be executed is freed from that by having his hand cut off? How, it is, how is it unfortunate if by human suffering you are released from hell? Um, so if we can look at, here's another way to look at um, the benefit of suffering is that if in this lifetime we have a small amount of suffering, but that small amount of suffering gets rid of some kind of suffering in the future we would have to endure that would be a great amount of suffering, then this is a good thing. If we're experiencing a suffering now, to have, be able to miss a suffering which would be a lifetime in a hell realm, then enduring this suffering is much better. So like the person who has their finger cut off, instead of um, being executed, we should feel good that we're having to endure the smaller amount of suffering as compared to what we could endure. If we're, because if we are engaging in virtuous practices, our larger su future sufferings could come out in this lifetime in smaller forms. So we can look at it like that, saying, I have now gotten rid of the potential for a very big suffering by enduring this very small suffering. Um, so we, uh, this is the point that's made in Shantideva's um, guide. And then... Sumba Shunju. Uh, 
Ja, what is this man? This the Chongrim. Oh yeah, yeah. Chongrim, yeah. Chongrim, yeah. Guna Makawa, yes. Don't you know the Tanang Zuba going to Vaina? Don't you know the Tanang Zuba going to Vaina? Don't you know the Tanang Zuba going to Vaina? Don't you know the Tanang Zuba going to Vaina? Don't you know the Tanang Zuba going to Vaina? Kunan Dungan Dewa,对谁你话下吧，公平，对对谁，对对谁你都，你话那边就罗斯，我这这送的罗，不能公平话给，新疆他就是对岸的，新疆他就是对岸啦，对外影响的，上公平呢，对岸对谁吧，对
we ha- we use this word meditation. It just means to familiarize, to habituate. Uh, there is nothing, I would read it like this, there is nothing whatsoever that does not become easier through meditation. So by becoming used to small harms, you will bear great harms as well, familiarizing yourself. Um, after you have conceived the armor-like thought to accept suffering, you gradually blend it with suffering, starting with small sufferings. When you do this, you steadily increase your capacity to accept suffering. Um, so after you have this, um, it says armor-like thought of acceptance. Um, so it's by analyzing over and over again that you gain this impenetrable idea and motivation um, that allows you to accept suffering. So it becomes like an armor that suffering can't penetrate. Um, and if you start, it says, um, and you start with it small, starting with the smaller sufferings and saying, okay, I accept that, and, and going through it and the reasoning and so forth, and then gradually moving it into the greater the sufferings, and then the greater and greater and greater and greater, till you get to the point where you can handle any suffering and apply these same um, points. So we find a quote from uh, Shanti Deva's Compendium of Trainings. Uh, Once you have first grown used to small sufferings, you will become accustomed to the difficult and the very difficult. For example, just as all living beings have the idea that suffering is happiness through the power of conditioning, so you maintain the idea of joy whenever you experience suffering by becoming used to applying the idea of joy to these experiences. So, um, just in the same way um, that... um, um, you would imagine uh, people um, think over and over again um, and, beca- and, and it makes the sufferings. Um, it says, for example, just as all living beings have the idea of suffering, that suffering is, I'm sorry, let me read this again. I have it all in my head. I just have to put it into the pieces so it makes sense. Once you have first grown used to small sufferings, you will become accustomed to the difficult and the very difficult. For example, just as all living beings have the idea that suffering is happiness through the power of conditioning. So sentient beings misunderstand uh, reality. They believe that things that are suffering are actually happiness. So as a translator's note, we're talking about contaminated happiness, those things which will disintegrate and become a form of suffering. We see them as happy now, but they will change. Um, So they really aren't true happiness, items of happiness. Um, So it's saying that sentient beings have, through meditation, convinced themselves, we have convinced ourselves that these things that are actually suffering are forms of happiness. So in the same way that we've convinced ourselves about that, we convince ourselves that suffering is actually good. Um, so we habituate ourselves with this opposite idea and way of thinking about suffering and our relationship uh, with suffering. And Rinpoche compared it to, um, even though um, um, there, when we do the meditation um, on um, ugliness, we imagine that the whole world is filled with grounds of bones. And we imagine that everything is a cemetery. Everything is in a cemetery, but we're utilizing this as a tool. So in the same way that uh, we utilize this imagining that the, all the grounds are a cemetery. We can imagine that these very, imagine various sufferings and then imagine ourselves having patience with it so that we can um, practice enduring suffering. So we can imagine that there's a suffering and practice enduring it. 
Um, so that's the point that's being made here, um, is that we can become used to the idea of enjoying these experiences through familiarizing ourselves with, an ex- um, in this way, imagining an experience, and then reacting to it with patience. So we meditate on that over and over again, as if we had uh, heard something bad or had something happen, and then we imagine um, it from all of the different angles through analytical meditation, um, and then transform it. Rimache, the Natsu, the Zindutso, the Zanima Dakpar, Konsu Chiwa Dan Lenja, then Nay Sampa, Tanda Yapudu, then Tria Dan Lenja, then Natsu Data, the Sheso, then the Zanima, the Natsu Gutso Sheso, the Dayang. Okay, so we're going to end here and we're going to, what we're going to try and start doing every week is have a question and answer period uh, near the end. Uh, it's going to be every single week. We would encourage uh, Rimache really likes questions. Um, <coughs> just we want to though end at the eleven. So uh, just realize you might have to table your question if it goes on further. And this is going to be an active experience that we're going to have. And I'm also um, going to start putting questions in that um, are kind of basic questions that we could put on the website. Uh, frequently asked questions type thing. So uh, days that we don't have people who want to ask questions, I'll ask one of those questions and then we can apply that. So uh, we talked about this at the board meeting and um, that's what we're going to do. So questions? Okay. Are the, um, are the six realms themselves dependently originated? Because they seem to be talked about as if they're fixed. Um, like throughout time, and yet like the human existence has only been, you know, in our universe for a short period of time on the geological scale. So, you know, how, is, how would they be fixed then? Then Chikshenda Zambaling Jenda Yure, a Hakogomari, then Senchen Yure, Yene Dawa Ritu, Dakpar, Tuma Mepa Yurebe. Dorito Tuma Mepa is Tuma Mepa. Lesso. The Mago Trill Tuma Mudos. Lesso. Mago Trill, Mago Trill, and Trill, Tuma Pesci Trill, Mago Trill, Mumdua. Lesso. Lesso. So we would say that each of those realms are beginningless. Uh, so they they all have always been. Uh, so in answer to that question of the time um, and so forth, they're just like a mango tree is caused by a previous mango tree. A peach tree never caused a mango tree. Likewise, the six realms of cyclic existence have the hell realm has since beginningless time been a hell realm. Hungry ghost realm been a hungry ghost realm. What caused it? That so the, this moment hell realm is caused by a previous moment's hell realm, caused by a previous moment's hell realm. There is no beginning to that hell realm's existence when you look at it having to be caused by a previous like substance that's concordant. So Rimache said the realms are beginningless um, in that way, that you can't find a first hell realm, a first hungry ghost realm, because it would be illogical to posit a first, because then you would have to have something that caused that first that would be a like substance that would have the potential to produce a hell experience. 
So Rinpoche is saying, as Buddhists, we posit that just like a mango tree is beginningless in terms of it's always been a mango lineage, uh, um, likewise, a hell realm has beginningless nature in that same way. Beginningless. Rinpoche, um, my question is about um, the order in which our karma ripens. Okay. Um, is the order in which our karma ripens um, informed by a disposition or a gravity towards our growth, meaning the way that we experience our karma is conducive to our growth in some way? What do you mean by growth? Physical growth or mental growth? Mental growth. Spiritual growth? Spiritual growth. growth. Okay. Um, does it, is it conducive to our spiritual growth to experience certain karmas at certain times? Or is it more that, that our karma simply ripens based on the conditions in a more neutral way? Yes. Um, so the question is, is are, you, are you asking is that as we spiritually progress, do we want certain, are we trying to do so in such a way so we have certain karmas ripen on us that no, will help us progress further? That is, as well, but, but also that, that the, the karmas that we have already accumulated, do they ripen in the order in which would be most conducive to our growth? Oh, I see, I see. Um, the lei, lei triwa. Then the dugnya dang. Dewa. Then Kongi Trua, Ngatsu, the Nampichu Nyanlan Chedu. Then Ngatsu Lei, the Sansan Dugnyao Yere, Sansan Dewa Yongdu. Then the Kongi Trua de Rimbo Yurebe Judan Chen Rimbo Yomare. The Kongi Trua, the Ngatsu Nyanlan Chena, then the Ngatsu Tambo, the Migewa Sasun, then Sopun Yure. Then Ngatsu Nyanlen Che, then the Sopung Tambo, Jegudu, then Ngatsu the Dewa Dungyao Yongdu. The Rimbo Yure Tambo Tambo Jegudu. Nipa Nipa Je. Joa Tuma Mebane, Joa Tuma Mebane Ngatsu Jule, Gawatan, Magawatan, Lomate, Lesso, Shiba Sunga Yodamarba, K. Champo, Lesso, Sun Yoro, Lesso, Sun De, Negawatan, Magawatan, Lomate, Shiba to the Gandu. And then Kongi Trua Gar Shenet Sansan the Nupa De Yongdu Sansan Nupa De Yongdu Tambo Sa Nipa Sa Garsh Rimbo Yurebe That that's what you're saying on the Gawagi Gawata Magoata Lomatin Vachayuro Lesso Rimba the Garrisona Gawagi Nuba Shichuayuna and 
Then a shechewa jugare kongitrua. The shechewa gare is jugare garshene the the gewa shechewa. That gewa sabayina, that deva sabayina. Joangwe josun san deva de deva the gewa shechewa is. Joangwe jo. Jason. That among us, shan the sabayina. Among us, shan the gewa is only abitan. And the shan the jodun guan sabayina gewa tachewa is. Nimatomasana <laughs> Nyamlen Machena, the Chikshena Dugnyao Yongare. Yene tearing Nyamlen Chena, Sani Dugnyao Yongomare, the Drawa Yurube. So there is not any specific connection. It seems like that the arisal isn't, is haphazard in a way, meaning that when the conditions in, are arise, it arises. And Rimache said, so there was a lot in here. So since beginningless time, we've accumulated virtue, non-virtue, and that which has not been presented in Scripture, or those deeds which are neutral. So all of these have the ability or inability to produce. So neutral, inability, virtue, and non-virtue, ability. Then lumaten nupa gare, Rimache. Nupa. Okay, so, and then I was just asking what the ability of that which hasn't been presented in Scripture is technically, like what does it produce? And it produces those things which are neutral, you doing more things that are neutral. So that makes sense. Um, so since beginningless time, we've created virtue, non-virtue, and neutral. So they, all of these imprints and they, these things have created predispositions within our mental continuum or seeds. These seeds or predispositions have ability or potential to ripen. Um, so the more powerful ones ripen quicker, but even the most powerful ones need conditions to ripen. Um, so there has to be power, and there has to be a condition that connects with it in order for it to ripen. Now, Rimache said in order for it to have more power, for instance, if you uh, engage in a deed, um, you have a motivation that's coupled with negativity to engage in the deed, and then you engage in the deed, and then you rejoice in having engaged the deed. That's a more powerful deed than if those factors aren't there. If you didn't have the motivation, you just did it and then were sad about it. So it says that any of those factors missing lessen that deed's potential or power. But it still has power, it just isn't as able if it doesn't have all the factors of completion to the deed. So it's not haphazard in that there is no rhyme or reason. There is rhyme or reason, but it is extremely subtle rhyme and reason. And I asked him, uh, in connection to spiritual practice, for instance, I said, is there any connectivity that uh, if today I practice, if, I was go if tomorrow I was going to have suffering, 
but today I practice. Is there a chance that tomorrow I won't have suffering because I practice today? Is there that kind of connectivity? And he said, no, there's nothing that direct. There isn't, uh, we're talking about a million lifetimes ago, you might have done something, now it's reached its point of power, and then it's going to ripen because, like I said before, you had a, a Coca-Cola and it reminds you of a smell that connected to that time. You know, so we're not, the connectivity is there, but it's distant connectivity. It could happen right away, but it's not fixed like that. So there is nothing fixed within the karma saying that this will ripen first, except that there are standards that show what makes it more powerful. And, th and then there are also other factors. When, which one was closer? What, what behavior have you been closer to? Um, what was the last thing that you did? So there's so many things. Most of what I'm saying relates to the time of death. Um, and how it projects and throws you. Um, but it also uh, it, it relates to daily life as well. Um, and it, 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 it really is just a series of things happening. And that's why it's said that we don't have independence. We don't have freedom because we're not in control. We are out of control until we get rid of all those things that make us out of control. Decent. Uh, so... Uh, virtue gets rid of non-virtue and non-virtue gets rid of virtue. So if we go, th go for virtue, we lessen our non-virtue. So it's very important for us to practice, though, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, practice great compassion, and practice the wisdom realizing emptiness. Wisdom realizing emptiness is very important because it gets rid of ignorance. Um, so, and when we get rid of ignorance, uh, we get rid of um, the afflictions that the ignorance gives rise to. And then we get rid of, as a result of that, the actions that those afflictions push us into. Um, so therefore, we don't create those things which will cause us to suffer uh, if our ignorance isn't there. So just like if we realize that a rope is a rope and it's not a snake, everything that happens when we thought it was a snake goes away. True or contrary? I thought I understood once Rinpoche to speak to the, um, uh, to say something about an, an acute illness being um, a purification. And I just wondered if he could elaborate on that. The Gama Echeran Sumpere, the Dugna Chembo Yuna, the Natsa Chembo Yuna, the Dipada Chikshena. Gama Echeran this Sumpere. The Detsu the Laronang, Moa Laronang, Garishene, the Jutsengare. That Dunga Champion of the Diba Gandes Dagrasana, Dunga the Diba Dibin Debures, Dunga Dunga Kazichoa, Diba Choa Tanure, Dunga Dunga Dina, Diba Din Tanure, Dunga Chung in Diba Chungutanu Rosco, Dunga Diba Lishmuro. Uh, what is meant by that is that um, suffering itself is a result of non-virtue. 
uh, illness is suffering, uh, so it would be a result of non-virtue. Um, when we um, suffer, it means that we've gotten rid of a cause um, of some sort. We've gotten rid of a misdeed within our continuum. Because the suffering has occurred, there is a misdeed that's been that, that produced that that now kind of loses its sputters out because it produced that. And, and when we look at non-virtue, for instance, a small non-virtue will cause a small suffering. A medium non-virtue will cause a medium suffering. And a great non-virtue will cause a great suffering. Um, so this means that when someone has a, a very severe illness, um, that means that a great non-virtue has been dealt with. Um, so, um, and as a translator's note, um, a great non-virtue for us would be at the highest point an illness like that. So we are extinguishing a great non-virtue, but if we had to deal with a great non-virtue somewhere else like a hell realm, it would be eons of torture because that's what a great non-virtue gives rise to there. Um, so it's getting rid of one of those things that could produce an immense amount more suffering in another place. Digson. Uh, we might have time for one more question. So that's how it, in a way, is a purification. Um, I, I, I think that, the, or believe that the first doctrine that Buddha gave was suffering. And then I'm looking at this the state of Buddha nature. So, and you're in Buddha nature, I, I say, I think there's no suffering in Buddha nature. Um, and if there's no suffering in Buddha nature, then um, that in that state of suffering, if you um, have a, a happiness, that still is suffering if you're not in the Buddha nature. Okay, let me just cl clarify. I just want to make sure I ask the question right. When you say Buddha nature, um, Buddha nature refers to the potential that we all have to become a Buddha. Yes. It means that we all can become a Buddha because we have the ingredients within us that, that can turn into a Buddha. That's one thing. And then the Buddha had Buddha nature. Um, so that, that part... Well, the Buddha had Buddha nature because he also had the same ingredients that we have that allowed for him to become a Buddha. So I'm just, I want to ask the question right. So Buddha nature refers to the potential. Buddha had Buddha nature because he was a sentient being with a mental consciousness, just like we are sentient beings with mental consciousness. We have Buddha nature. The Buddha has Buddha nature. Are, do you mean the Buddha's nature? Yeah. Like the actual... So the actual... Nature. State of mind yeah. of the Buddha? Yes. Okay, so the yeah. actual state of mind of the Buddha. Okay, so that's what work, That's what you mean by so, Buddha nature. So is there suffering in that? Okay, so does the, is there any suffering in the Buddha's mind? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yes. The Rinpoche, the, uh, the Sanje Gitu, Nangla, Dugnyel Yurube? So there is no suffering in the Buddha's mental continuum because all of the imprints that could create any type of suffering are all gone. So not only are the uh, main course afflictive obstructions gone, the imprints are gone as well. So there's nothing in the Buddha's ingredients to create 
any kind of suffering thought. So the Buddha's mind state, there is no suffering thought. That is potential. There's no potential for suffering in the Buddha's mind state. And, and, and within that, there's no reincarnation. He, uh, he, not he forced. Yeah. They, could, they can take on a birth if they'd like, but there's no forced reincarnation. And, and then the, on the other side, the suffering is the, as, the other aspect, that we are all suffering. Right. Whether um, we're happy or not, we're still suffering. Correct, correct. Within that. Correct. The first teaching the Buddha stated that this is the superior truth of suffering and stated that most conditioned existence that we think is happiness is suffering. So that's correct. Because it's our misunderstanding of everything around us, our ignorance that, that causes us to think that things that are happy, I think that things that are actually suffering are forms of happiness. So that's, that's correct. Okay, so concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Thank you, everyone, um, for coming. And uh, I'm sure you can find the other name of the Buddha nature somewhere in a book if you want to. One is the nature, natural abiding. The other one's, I think, like um, has to do with lineage, like um, the mental consciousness itself. We can find the name out. It's Janjur. I just can't remember the English. Uh, so, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatso may stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tu jirum chegusi shapi denonang, shedas selbudu ngatsu lamrim chemo kangat Thank you, everyone.